Why doth thou breathe so heavy, my liege? I will tell ye, my liege. I will tell ye why, my liege. For I am ill. Why I am riddled. Coyote. My liege coyote, I am riddled with sickness. Oh, the pox! A pox has made its home upon my brow. Consumed I, thy mercury pills? I have spent the last twelve hours writhing about in a stinking hovel, exchanging sweat-soaked blanket for slightly less sweat-soaked blanket and having a cat yell at me for dinner. And I have gotten out of my bed and put on a clove. And it's, it's a shoe. And I'm ready to Hang talk. On, left or right? I don't know. Oh, God. It's, he... on the, it's, on, it's on the right foot, but it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, sorry, actually, I don't know. It's covering my genitals. I think that's a better answer. Yeah. Now, um, to help me record this lecture... This is this that was the intro, by the way. To help me record this lecture, I have taken day nurse, and Americans will know this as dayquil or meth. I believe it's a form of meth. So I'm really hoping that this is popular as that Breaking Bad TV documentary made it seem. She's my one, my only remedy. My one, my only remedy. Day nurse. It doesn't really work for day nurse. No, does it? it doesn't. Like night nurse has kind of a, has kind of a sexy oh she's coming around to take care of me at night. You did. I, I'm I'm assuming there was a a, a large wink there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Did I did I not wink loud enough for it to come across? No. The mic? No. You have to you have to hang n- on, hang narrate on, your wink. Let me let me let me hang on. Oh. You get that one. Was that your nictating membranes? Um. Something was nictating. I don't know whether it was the membranes. <laughs> Either way, it closed like an iris. <laughs> <laughs> How do you fucking wink? <laughs> you, clo- you close your iris all the way in. Yeah. If you know what I mean. That's why it's, that's why only some people can wink. <laughs> they shrink the iris down to zero. Yeah. Uh, is that not what winking is? No. It's like blinking, but half. That's squinting. No. That's like two two quarters of a blink. Oh right, okay. Yeah. I'll get it. I'm sure you'll you'll get that. You'll get that. So yes, listener, I am ill, and Chris is the normal level of ill. He is. <laughs> <laughs> so you have an you have you are you should get ready for an expe- an especially and especially um sighting. Jesus Christ, Chris, I can't speak. <laughs> and an, that makes this podcast all the sweeter. An especially exciting lecture, as we talk about something very dear to both of our hearts. Unusual food and drink. That's correct. We established the theme, because uh, well, I established the theme because I felt it was getting a bit disparate, and I was worried someone would ask us about Red Dwarf again, <laughs> and then we'd have to talk about it. And, oh. Well, I just, I just, I fear that if we do one more episode about Red Dwarf, then we're going to end up doing a spin-off podcast. Yeah, um, it would probably have the word "smeg" in the title. Right, so. This week's topic is indeed food and drink. This month's topic is indeed food and drink. We love food and or drink, uh, both of us. Uh, that's why we're so hearty. Yeah, or fat. I realised one thing. Neither of us are what you could describe as hearty. I'm, I'm getting that way. 
No, no, I don't mean, like, hearty implies a measure of health. Oh, no. Like, big, but robust. Yes, no, I... You know? We are not robust. No, no, we are... You could knock me over with a pail of water. We are honeycombed with death. (laughs) I'm like... The like, pale rider sits upon her shoulder. My innards are just like a load of whisper bars. Yeah. Blue tack together. I'm not a, I'm not a stable individual. But anyway, we fucking love food. And we love oh, drink. So good. Maybe we like food and drink slightly a little bit too much. So we thought we would ask the uh, the very kind hearty dice, Confidence, um, to uh, suggest us some food topics. And I will read out what those topics are now. Sean Fuck Daddy Monaghan, also known as Sean Smith, Asks, eating flowers, especially lotuses, aren't lotuses poisonous? I think that's part of why people eat them. Oh, so they die. For the hallucinations. Oh, okay. Because in my preparation for this episode, I didn't Google eating lotuses. Ah, okay. I tell you what, you Google eating lotuses, and I'll read out some. I'll, I'll read out some names of um of of, 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 of plants you can't of flowers you can't eat. Okay, that's that's fine. Bachelor's button. <laughs> Bee balm. Chicory. Gladiolus. Hollyhock. Impatience. Johnny Jump Up. We, we listened to the song of Johnny Jump Up today. Johnny Jump Up is an incredible song. It's, it's an Irish folk song. Um, written in the 70s, about a man who goes to Cork and fancies a drink, and he wants a beer, and they don't have any beer, and he's like, you know what, I'll try a cider. And then, approximately half an hour later, he murders a police officer. Breaks his jaw. (laughs) Just really lays him out. I murdered a cop because of all the cider. It's it's fantastic. I can't recommend it. It's actually quite a good song. It is. It's, it's, It's really, really nice. And, like... We stopped, we stopped listening halfway through because we had to record the podcast, but I like to imagine that he just gets more and more debauched and outlandish. It's, it, it's always best to never finish a story so you can make I it. I strangled a fox in a public school. <laughs> well done with fitting the meter there. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> public, as they pronounce it in, in Cork. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, plus, I really quite like the um, the Irish folk song as a as a, as a, as a just just as a thing to do. I might just start narrating my life. <laughs> oh, Colonel, fair Colonel, it's time for your tea. Because I always sing to him when I give him dinner. Yeah, um, as you cause do. Because I'm a little old woman with your cat. Anyway, what about eating lotuses? Oh, Christopher, Chris, tell us about lotus. Nope. I'll stop. That was the last one. That yeah. That was the last one. I'll stop. Go. What is it? Uh, it's a narcotic. Go on. That's about it. Essentially, it's it's not a real thing. Uh, does it kill you? Well, it's it it, it it's from the Odyssey. Uh, it's land of the lotus eaters, uh, where everybody's just strewn on the lawn like dead bumblebees. Because uh, <laughs> they're all whacked out on narcotics. Okay, but it's not really a thing you can do. I mean, I think it is a mildly narcotic plant, but it doesn't seem to be... Do you have to eat too many of them for it to be? Is it like green potatoes? Yeah. But but narcotic. Or nutmeg. Yeah. Well, nutmeg's like... I think nutmeg's... 
I think you can you can eat enough of it to to have hallucinations, but it's disgusting. Yes, the, so that's yeah. that, that that's that's the reason it's, it's so hard to get high off of nutmeg because it's just yeah. impossible to stomach. You have to have an enormous amount of it as well. You have to have two whole nuggets of nutmeg. You might as well just stand up quickly. Yeah, <laughs> we're at that age where that is a real <laughs> possibility. Chris, I, have you ever have you ever eaten a flower? I have. I eat flowers all the time. All the time. All the time. It's like plucking them off hedgerows with your giraffe-like tongue. Questing with your proboscis. Yeah. No, I have them in salad. Mm, That's that's news to me, you've eaten a salad. Wow. No, like, um, is that that because your mum's a witch? Yeah. She she picks flowers and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so I get nasturtiums and other such flowers in my salads. It's very pretty. They don't taste of anything. They don't really, do they? No, it's, it's very much a waste of time. I'm kind of, well, it's pretty. I'm kind of glad that flowers don't taste of anything. Because they shouldn't. Well, they shouldn't, really. And if it started tasting of a lot, I'd be worried that it was poisoning me. True. Anything that brightly coloured probably shouldn't be edible, unless an American made it. Yeah. What's the other one? Physalis. Physalis? Physalis. Physalis. P-H-Y. Fuchsias are edible. I used to eat fuchsia. My, uh, My cousin Caroline taught me how to eat fuchsia. Uh, which you, you sort of you you extract the center of it and then and then uh, eat the nectar. Yes. Uh, it looks a lot like foxglove, which you don't want to mix up. No. Um, I really wish that foxes wore those little things as gloves. <laughs> little fingerless uh, gloves. Well, I just wouldn't. Well, that's with little holeless gloves, honestly. But wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be great if more animals wore little gloves? Imagine a little frog in gloves. That'd that, be nice. that would be darling. That would be great. But your, your, your Fissilis... Right, yeah, sorry, carry on. Your Fissilis is great, mm-hmm. because it's a member of the Nightshade family. Ooh, spooky. And, like, if you... you, you it, it's called, like, uh, What's Serpent within a Berry. Poison! It's called Serpent Berry, because its head... The, the, the sort of the seed pod looks like a snake's head. A Serpent Berry. I like that very much. Um, but you just sort of peel it open, and there's a bright orange kumquat-looking thing inside. It's delicious. Uh, okay, cool. I ate flowers. I ate um, flowers when I was in the Lake Districts. We yeah. got basically one course of the of the outrageously expensive meal we ordered on our last night was to was flowers. Okay. Flowers, leaves, some mayonnaise, a bread. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you got done, mate. It was very nice, and there were six other courses. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. That makes up for it. All of them flowers. Oh. Just a load of old dandelions they'd got from the Tesco. Well, you can eat daisies. You can eat daisies. Like, I don't... That sounds like the sort of thing that a, that a bigger child would tell me if he wanted me to eat daisies. <laughs> you can eat daisies, it's fine. You are, you, you are an older boy than me, and you are taller. That is true. I'm not sure whether, I'm not sure whether I'd buy that. Eat the daisies. Eat the daisies. Put them in your sandwich. <laughs> along, with, along with my keys. Like your spare keys are just the ones you need to get in. No, the ones I need to get in, I'll get them back uh, later. That's that's dedication to the bit. I'm almost impressed. I, I will eat these keys. Well yeah. done. Of course, there's also dandelion and burdock, mm. which is a, I suppose it's almost like the English equivalent of root beer. I guess it is, but it just tastes of purple. It does a bit. It doesn't taste of. I haven't. I don't think I've had it in twenty years. They don't sell it very commonly, especially down in the south. You get a fine Fentimans version. Oh, you can get Fentimans. 
whatever. Yes, I'm sure. I, oh, the I sickness cloying the mind there. Oh, Jesus, sorry. Yeah, I was, I was trying to think of a comedy of flowering. It didn't come. Um, I I used to get D&B, um, which tried to rebrand in the early in the early to mid-90s uh, drum and bass by calling... Uh, sorry, Daniel Lennon burned it by calling it D&B, which is obviously what you call drum and bass. Um, but it wasn't cool enough. It just... It tastes like... Like, um... It tastes like something you made by accident. It sounds. It tastes okay. Yeah, but you know that you know that that taste of dried out orange. No. You never had that where you've bitten into an orange and it's been dried out. Oh, I don't eat oranges. Ah, uh, and it just tastes vaguely of orange, but also wrong. There's a slight fermentation. Mm, very slight. There. Yeah, That's it's not what... like. It's like, this won't kill me, but this is this has yeah. become Dandelion and Burdock. That same sort of thing is Dandelion and Burdock. Mm. Yeah. It's just that I mean, of all, of, of all the fizzy drinks that this great nation produces, Iron Brew is the finest. I can't have Iron Brew. Why is that? I'm powerfully allergic to one of the colourings that you use. <laughs> powerfully allergic to girders. <laughs> it makes me very giggly. Oh, okay, that's fun, but not in a fun not in a not, in a, way. not in a fun way. In a in a, I'm going to giggle for half an hour and then have some hives for the rest of it. <laughs> I um, I used to um, order. I, I used to drink the Scotsman, which was whiskey and iron brew. Oh, <laughs> back before I developed taste buds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that was that was like because because you know how like like when you're young you're like oh maybe I could invent a cocktail. Maybe I could have one, and there's there's a reason why there are no new cocktails <laughs> that, are, that are worth any good because they've are, all been there tried. Are so, there are only so many good alcohols. Yeah, and there's only so, there's only so many good combinations. Yeah, I was so like going into cocktail places in London. Um, you have to just sort of battle through twenty comedy cocktails before you can get to the normal ones. Yeah, we went to a place. We took Chris out, um, my wife and I. We took Chris out for a for a meal a couple of years ago, and he got a. Um, I think it was an old-fashioned with a Jack Daniels bottle full of smoke next yes, to it. Yes, which you poured in. <laughs> like, the smoke was literally heavy enough that I could just pour it into the drink. There's no point in any of that. It came on a tray bigger than my meal did. Can I just have a martini, please? Can I have some cold gin? On the subject of, of, uh, of, of London, yes. we, we, are, we are our next question. Zenten writes, Zenton. I pronounce it Zenton. Zenton. Sir Pythagoras Zenton asks, food that is only done properly in London. Eels, 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 eels. Pizza, eels, eels. Jellies, jellied eels, pie, mash, liquor, and mushy peas. Those are the traditional London foods. And they are grotesque. No, they certainly don't look good. I'm quite partial to a pie, but. I know of one fucking place yeah. um, that sells and I, I used to live in East London um, but I, I I used to live within earshot of a gen, of a genuine Cockney pub uh, with, with, with Pearly Kings painted on the, on the on the side of the building oh my yeah, I never went in because you know why would you? why would I? I it's, they're not my people and that's fine but I only knew of one pie and mash shop. It's a it's a fine thing to have pie and mash, and I think that's you know like um, they've taken it to Australia. Have they? There's poor yeah. Australians. They have well, they have meat pie floaters over there. Oh, 
where like so it comes as a sort of it's served in a sort of bowl. Okay. And you use the mushy pea and gravy as more of a soup which surrounds the inverted pie. Oh my god. And then some ketchup, or as the Australians call it, red sauce. <laughs> like the red wedding. Red sauce? It's ketchup. It's ketchup. Yeah. Um so they they've taken that to Sydney. I will admit I never had one in Sydney. I was never I like there's an incredible array of cuisine in that in that city. Yeah. That's I not... was never lured in to try the worst, if most authentic bit. Yeah. I, I asked an Australian friend of mine, I like, because he'd take me out for dumplings, and I was like, oh, Conan, um, what um, what sort of cuisine has Australia got? He was like, pies. <laughs> that's it, that's, that's, that's it. you've got pies and sausage rolls, and Anzac biscuits. What's an Anzac biscuit? Uh, it's kind of a uh, coconut and oat uh, oh, cookie. Okay. Uh, it's made, they're made traditionally on Anzac Day, uh, to, uh, it's basically um, uh, Remembrance Day, but for Australians. Right, yeah. But because they're Australians, um, as uh, Anzac Day comes with um, uh, biscuits and all-day drinking and drinking, contests, drinking white wine out of a bag. It's called now. I believe it's called Two Up. Is the game they play? And correct me if I'm wrong, Australians. But it's legal to play games of chance in bars on Anzac Day as long as they are two up and as long as you're playing for forfeit. Two up is tossing a coin and guessing what it is. <laughs> it's and, a quid. Um, um, <laughs> it's two dollars. No, heads or tails. Um, and um, on on the very first day, on, on the very first week, we were there. Uh, Mary's um, the head of the, the head of the uh, column slash comment section. Uh, is this quite slight French girl called Jess had gotten into a um, a push-up contest with some men in suits in a bar on Anzac Day. That and sounds that is, glorious. It's a very Australian situation. Yeah. Um, Chris, food, Chris, London food. We need to be talking yeah, about. You, you had a you had a point earlier about this. So my point is kebabs. Well, well, I would argue the best kebab in the world comes again from Australia, but we'll move on from that one. But do you mean do you mean the greasiest, nastiest kebab? Yes. The only ones that can truly sate that itch. I, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I'm really sorry. Go on then. The be- well, okay. So the best <laughs> kebab in the, the best kebab in the UK. Yep. Comes from the Stafford Street Chip Shop in Norwich. Ah, uh, you see, I've never tried those. Yes, you have. Then I don't remember those. Mm, I went out and got you. I went out and got you one. But so 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 tell me what makes a a good bad kebab, Christopher. A London kebab, if you will. So, a good bag kebab starts with the salad. Yes. Which needs to be at least 80% onion. Yes, you don't want anything really in there that isn't onion or stewed cabbage. Not stewed cabbage, a pickled cabbage. Yep. Um, and then what you want is an enormous chilli. Yes, which you don't eat. Which you don't eat, but is placed near the food. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's it's more of a... Um, like an amused bouche, but for the eyes. Yep. And then, moving down a layer... And this, don't forget, this is the ideal... So, 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 so you've got onion, you've got cabbage, you've also got white cabbage. I'm gonna, I'm gonna possibly suggest some shredded warm lettuce as well. Yes. Yeah. That, that's your key. Yeah. The doner meat itself mm-hmm. has clear edges. Mmm. Monofilament doner. Yeah, it has clear edge, edges, and it looks wet. Mm-hmm. Because it is wet with grease. Yeah. Uh, it oh, is uh, also sweat. Yes, you need a good dollop of sweat in there. Now, 
traditionally, Donamite, um, I I prefer it in a different way, but the way in which Donamite is traditionally served is it is carved off the elephant's leg or whatever the animal is, comes off the, um, the compacted lamb's asses, And then it's stored in a hot sort of cylinder where it gets warm for a while. Whilst it gently rotates. No, it doesn't rotate. They just put it in a little hot, like, box so it sweats for a while. Okay. And then they take it out and throw it in your kebab. And these long, ropey strands of grey. Go on, though, Chris. So, then you've got a layer of plastic cheese. Oh, you want cheese on it? Yep. Oh, no, I'm talking about the ideal kebab here. Oh, great. Yeah, sure. Okay, yes. You, you, so the plastic cheese, is, is that is that underneath the, the meat? Underneath underneath the meat, if at all possible. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is this is grated off of a block. This isn't like those cheese squares you get in packets. Yeah, yeah. well, that's the thing. Like, it comes grated. It's catering cheese. Yes, but it, yeah. and it's slightly glassy itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of it melts. There's an element of translucency to the whole affair. Yeah, and, and not all of it melts all of the time. You can still see the original shapes. Yeah. Yeah. Below that is a layer of chips that are soggy in the middle and hard at the ends. Mm-hmm. Ideally, you want them to have melted the the, um, the polystyrene box when they were put in there. Yes, just a little bit, just so you get that just tang a, of polystyrene. Yeah. yeah. And then below that, inexplicably, is a pita bread. Mm. I'm impressed that you've gone for chips, cheese, and pita bread in your donut. Yep. I like that. And, and like the pita bread, I feel sorry for. Yeah. Because what's it fucking doing? I honestly believe it's so you don't put your fork through the polystyrene of the bottom of the <laughs> of the pot it comes in. It's a sort of shield. Yeah, I think that's a what blast it's for. shield for drunk plastic forks. Yeah. Because like, I, I can understand the core idea of a kebab is that it's a sandwich, right? Yep. You have a sandwich, you get a little bit of hot meat in there and some salad to give it a bit of crunch and some sauce, and then you pick up the thing and carry it around. Which is that impossible. is not that is not what can happen. Just just from the levels of salad alone can't be contained within a pita bread. No, I mean there, there is a fist sized lump too much salad inside and, every and kebab. meat and meat and it's more like it's like it's like the, it's, it's like an inverted topping almost of of, of, of bread. Yeah. What what if they put garlic bread in there? That'd be interesting. That could be good. I mean, I'm already not eating it with my hands. But you see, the key no. is on the top of all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. You need burger sauce mm-hmm. and garlic mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Yes, burlic the, sauce. Both are yeah. crucial. I just said burlic sauce. Mm, burlic sauce. Um, that is. There's something about the tang. There mm. is like like so like that. There is an element of vinegar and mustard in burger sauce, which I very much enjoy, and also the garlic in the garlic sauce and the creaminess of the mayonnaise. But there is it refreshes the palate on every greasy bite. Yeah. If you didn't have that, it would be inedible. It would be completely impenetrable. Yeah. And it it provides two very important things. Firstly, it cuts through that grease, mm-hmm. not only figuratively in a sort of palate cleansing way, but also literally. Mm-hmm. Because the vinegar acts like a solvent, and you can get the bits it, it of meat will apart. Melt through, yeah. But also, burger sauce is quite a lurid orange, mm. and that is definitely needed because otherwise, that is a very grey meal. It's kind of grey and off-white lettuce. Yeah, so you what? need that splash of colour. Kind of impressed that you can get meat to come out grey. Well, I, I assume yeah. I assume that's what the box sweat is for. Mm. So, like, I started, you know, I've 
I've started going to a few places in London where they put a bit more effort in, and like they will carve it off the like they'll either carve it off the Donner leg fresh, or they'll take it out out of its wee pot and then they'll fry it on the griddle for a while. Oh, that's nice. That's might... sort of like just to put a bit of colour on it. Yeah, and also that like, will get rid of some of the slickness. Sweat. Yeah, definitely. But again, it's 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 not the it's not the correct presentation of a truly vile kebab, which yeah. we want so much. Something truly monstrous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and you say that this only happens in London? That specific type of kebab only happens in London. Like, well, you can get ridiculously nice kebabs yeah. all around the world. Yeah. I mean, presumably in Turkey. You can get some incredible kebabs in Turkey. They're probably Greece. astonishing. But they're not the same. No, there is, there is very much a, a difference between... A good kebab and a kebab that I want. Yes. You know. Yes. It's like it's like, yeah. It's a a, a bit like dating someone who you reckon is proper mucky, even though even though they're not as polite and nice as the other person. <laughs> you're there for the filth. No. And no, you're there because they're it. better drunk. <laughs> right. The next question comes in from Bell, who says. How did your mate experience go? Did you try it again? Is that am I pronouncing that correctly? Mate? I believe so. I haven't actually looked up the pronunciation. Mm. So Yerba Mate is tea, ostensibly. Um, which is served in a gourd. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good, very good. Mm-hmm. Um and is incredibly bitter. Astonishingly bitter. Packed with caffeine. Mm-hmm. And drunk through a metal straw with a grill on one end. Yeah, so traditionally, when one makes tea, you put the tea leaf. Well, it's not traditionally, but I, I, actually, yeah, traditionally, when one makes a tea, you put you put your tea leaves in, and then you strain them out. Yes. And then drink the tea after mixing it with sugar and milk, as is the as the proper way. But I don't with 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 the other matter. You sort of put the leaves in there in. What I'm gonna I'm gonna use the word a manky old good. <laughs> it is what? when you spend as much on it as I did. Why one can't use a fucking mug, I don't understand. That was never explained. Yes. I like the fact that it had a little metal ring on the top. That was fun. Yeah. But again, I was drinking it out of a pumpkin someone else had found. You put in too much of this stuff. You pack it almost like three quarters full, apparently. Yeah, you pack it dense, then you put some more water just off the boil into there, and then you sort of tilt it and drink it out of one side. Is that correct? I, I, so we ha- we 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 had some really shitty instructions. Yes, we had. Well, that, that, from what I can tell, we had like the the average yabamato tea, yeah, but not great instructions. But it is. Well, special guest Mary Hamilton didn't didn't care for it, did she? She she loathed that. She um she would not go anywhere. You liked it a great deal. I I kind of I kind of got into it and it's and you're a deaf in the mouth weirdo. Yeah, and I have since had it. Have you carried on drinking it? Yeah, I've almost finished my pack. Okay, I will say, is it easier to drink using the cafetiere method where you drink it like coffee? Yes. Is that how you do it? That like is how that is how I drink good. it normally because I cannot get the hang of the good nonsense. I do like the I, I like the rhythm of manky old good to dirty old town. I'm not going to sing it, but I want you to do that, listener. 
how are you how are you finding its 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 effect then? Because I I found it gave me kind of a clean, slightly bitter high, not not unpleasant, but not really what I wanted. Um, no, I quite enjoy it. it, it I I'd equate it to coffee. Mm. The same like, sort of quite a lot of strong coffee. Yeah. But but I will say not bad coffee because if if I if I if I get um if I get my kicks on bad coffee instant coffee for example which I will only drink in emergencies but you know needs beers needs must I get a certain ache around the kidneys <laughs> you know there's there's a certain grayness a pallor comes over one oh, and my, over, my and kidneys fell out on the ground like a bad gearbox years ago so it doesn't matter <laughs> God knows how it's doing it all in there yeah <laughs> I pay a guy he comes around twice a week. I, I quite like that clean coffee high. I will say that it's quite pleasing. But you need to you, you need to already be in a good mood and, and basically have had lunch and then you have an espresso, as opposed to the medicinal coffee one one has in the mornings to yeah. function. Do you ever worry about that, Chris? What the uh, in, until you've had coffee, you literally don't function as a human being. Yeah, like I'm. I I hesitate to describe myself as a drug addict, but however. I am addicted to several drugs. Oh, many drugs. I mean, caffeine, mm-hmm. nicotine. Mm-hmm. Marijuana is not technically addictive, I don't believe, but here we are. <laughs> then the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Alcohol. I've already said alcohol. No, you haven't. Great. So that's five. Yep. Um. And, and like that—that that seems like a problem, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I take what. Six, eight chemicals as soon as I wake up in the morning. Fucking rattling, mate. Like Max Payne over there. I don't, I don't, I don't remember what it's like to not be on chemicals. Well, it's it's like so. I was chatting to a friend of mine um, has um, ADD, Mm -hmm. and she and she she was saying how um, she she has pills for it, which which moderate it, but she could only take one a day, and so she'll time it. So she can be so like they've got like a six-hour window of effectiveness, right? And so she'll time it, and she'll take this, and then that she'll feel more focused, and she'll feel more able to do things. So like like so like if she's got an easy morning at work, maybe she'll come in and then take it with lunch, and then focus for the second half of the day. Sure. And that's fascinating to me because I'm on I'm on venlafaxine every day, and it has no effect on me except I feel happier all the time. And if I forget to take it, it feels like my shoulders are trying to come unscrewed. Yeah. Like, all I've got now, like, the only way I can tell I'm on the vaccine now is if I stop taking it. And if you stop taking it for multiple days, it is hell on earth. I've not, I've, I've only missed one dose, thankfully, in, the, in my time that I've been on it. That's good. You came off it when we were on holiday. <laughs> yeah. You forgot your fucking pills. I'm a genius, mate. Yeah. And like, I'm like, bless you. You're 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 such a kind soul. My dad offered to go and to, to go and get a prescription illegally filled for it because <laughs> he knows people. I <laughs> like, like that. Yeah. and you were like, you were like, no, it's fine, it's fine. I'm, I'm gonna be fine, guys. And you sat there and chewed your fucking knuckles off for three days until you got back to your pills <laughs> in England. I still enjoyed my holiday. It was nice, but there was like we were certainly missing large parts of Chris. <laughs> Anyway, um, which brings us neatly to our next question. Actually, sorry, uh, can you give me a quick review of Yerba Mate? I'll stop talking over you. It is a very bitter plant that you mash up and drink in a very complicated fashion. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan, but I don't think that I would drink it regularly. No. Like, sometimes I go, 
Yes, I do fancy tasting something that tastes very green. Yes, definitely here. Yes. It tastes, just to, to sort of lean this back to role-playing, it seems like the sort of thing a forest wizard would drink. Yes, actually, yeah, it, it tastes very earthen. Yeah. Not earthy. Earthen. Earthen. Phonic. Yes, like it is of the plants. Mm. I think I think my favourite thing about it was the... The rigmarole was kind of fun if you get someone else to do it. Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, and like and, and we we looked up the um, we looked up the the rules for doing it <laughs> on Wikipedia, <laughs> and apparently, um, so so like uh, teens will drink it. Why is it, why is it drunk? Why is the country it's drunken? It's all over South America. There's one where it's quite popular. Argentina. I don't know. Um, but teens will make up a pot of this, and traditionally, like the person who makes it. Um, takes the first draft off it to make sure it tastes nice, yeah. um, and then which, if you... which would suggest that you can then prepare it very badly wrong, like we were. Yeah, well, definitely. And then if if if, if someone's holding it for too long without drinking, you say, "Hey, it's not a microphone. Pass it around." Oh, I forget what the Spanish was for that, but I I thought that was quite cute. I think that's charming. Which we don't really have a we don't I've never quite worked out the etiquette for joints on that. <laughs> Because if if I'm ever sharing like if if I'm ever sharing a joint with someone, it's either give me the joint because because I know them well enough, or I just I just have to look whatever the equivalent of thirsty is for being high. At them. <laughs> oh god, oh god, I'm, re- I'm really sober over here. Could you maybe mm. um? Can you maybe stop fucking talking into that joint I rolled? I'm very parched. Oh, I'm very, my mouth isn't my mouth isn't quite dry enough. Do you have anything that could fix that? <laughs> anyway, we're on to our last question. Hit me. Which is Daniel writes in. Daniel Burkle writes in. Thank you, Daniel. Um, black pudding. Why is it so great? And why can't I get it in America? Specifically Nebraska. More specifically Omaha. So let's break, let's break this down. Yeah, okay, sure. Black pudding. Why is it so great, Grant? Because um, it's effectively pork juice. It is. It is delicious, delicious blood. It's blood. Um, and also, apparently, um, this, this is something I learned from a, uh, a, a an amateur historian friend of mine, is that the um, in the Middle Ages there was the dis- the, there was discovered a part of the cow what you could cut and bleed, and the cow didn't die. Useful. Which sort of led to the rise of black pudding, because with that you could bleed you, like you could bleed out the cow, mix up with some oats and, sp- and spices and herbs and stuff, fry that. And like maybe a little bit of fat so it doesn't just catch fire when you put it near an oven. Fry that. The cow survives, replenishes its blood, and you get some protein. That's genius. Yeah, right. Uh, black pudding is, of course, um, a sort of uh, we use uh, pig's blood in ours. Uh, pig's blood, oats, herbs, spices, um, maybe maybe wheat, some sort of grain, and it's um, it's delicious. It's very strongly flavoured. Yes. It is effectively an edible scab. Yeah. And it tastes about as strong as scabs. I've never eaten a scab. It's a, it's a, a cultured scab. scab. Yeah, it's very nice. Mm. And it's generally fried in, you know, butter. Which is, like, I mean, you f- fuck, you fry scabs in butter to taste all right. Yeah, it tastes of butter. Yeah. Um, they are traditionally served as part of a breakfast. The breakfast. The English breakfast. The full English breakfast, which is our, really, I think... We didn't discuss that on, we our, didn't. Um, it is on, our, the, that, on our English food. That is the king of English foods. The, the 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 fry up which is which like knocks 
almost every other breakfast in the world into a cocked hat. Continental breakfast. If done well. So I'll put it this way. I more often fancy a continental breakfast than I do a full English. I've never fancied anything as much as a full English. I don't I don't have an active job. I don't move around a lot. I sit at my desk and write role playing games with you sometimes. Yeah. And I don't need that many calories, so I find it sits very heavy on me throughout the day, especially fried bread, which is always a fucking gamble. Yeah. However, if I'm about to do something, there is nothing better than waking up at about half past eight, nine o'clock and having a cup of tea, have to be tea, have to have sugar in it, and the, t- and the spoon has to fucking stand up. And it's you been have... incredibly hot. Let me see, let me, let, let me see if, if I can get this right first off. Bacon, sausage, egg, beans, tomato, black pudding, toast. Have I missed anything? You're missing one part that I think I think is vital. Is it hash browns? It's mushrooms. Oh fuck! I forgot mushrooms. Yes, mushrooms are vital. My sincere apologies. Uh, and the egg must be fried. Yep. All right. Get your poached and scrambled shit out of here. I, I adore a properly cooked breakfast. Like there, there is something, there is something alchemical about the way it comes together because it's such a uh, one thing about English food that I've noticed and British food in general. It's a very disparate cuisine. Mm. In that we don't, we we have we have stews occasionally, but but quite commonly we'll have here is a thing and here are two other things and we put them next to each other. And enjoy yourselves. Like fish and chips, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas, so something about the yolk of the egg and the juice of the beans comes together to form a, a, a harmonious net over the whole meal. And it just makes everything sing. A sort of, like, two or three different kinds of pork product on your plate. That is delightful. I love it. Anyway, so, um, by putting served there, or or one might serve it underneath an egg if you're feeling posh. Yeah. So so on the still still on the subject of of breakfast, one of the most oh please sorry one of the most awkward things that ever happened to me with regards to social class occurred over okay. o- over an English breakfast. Oh, what happened? I was taken out to a very fancy restaurant for breakfast. Very nice. Who and took you? My friend Stephen. Oh, lovely. Thank man. you, Stephen. And. They had a fried breakfast there, you know, an Eng- a full English breakfast. I'm like, you know what? I want to know what an up class <laughs> English breakfast is like. Mm. And I order this breakfast from the man, and he goes, "How would you like your eggs?" And I went, "Well, fried, obviously." Mm. Thinking, do you want scrambled? And he goes, "No, no, no, sir, sunny side up." What? Oh, I'm like, what? Well, that's that's an Americanism. You can pick. That's an Americanism. Yeah, I was just. That I isn't, that, re- that's nothing to do. That, that, that's not a class thing. That's well, no, no, no. But what I'm saying here is the fact that if I'm if I'm ordering it in a greasy spoon, the correct yeah, it, place for this, it comes fucking fried. It comes fucking fried, and it comes, and it comes sunny side up. It comes sunny side up. That's just how you get it. You don't you don't get to pick. I don't. So like, there's from what I can tell, there's three ways to get eggs. Which is over hard, over easy, and sunny side up. So over hard is when you fry it, um, and you fry the entire thing so the yolk goes hard. Gross. It's ruined. It's a well done egg. It's a ruined egg. Over easy is to eliminate egg snot, which I appreciate some people aren't into. And sunny side up is the correct way to have an egg. I want. It's the, it's I w- the only true path. I want. I want that yolk to be incredibly runny, and I want the honest. How do you feel about crispy bits on the underside? 
quite like them. So yeah, I'm I'm totally down with that. I like partial, the base also, to be something to you have to cut through. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I find it quite hard to cook them properly without getting any sort of um, texture on the bottom. Oh, you're just not using enough butter. Mm, that's true. I one one should fry an egg in butter. I believe yeah. that's the, it's the it's the purest way to do things. Um, slow. Quite, slow. Yes. Yes. I mean, often I get quite. Um, I. I get a little bit over enthusiastic and just do it quick in oil, and it's never as good. Yeah. Of course, it isn't. Things fried in butter are better than things in fried in oil. This isn't fucking. This isn't a surprise. Anyway, um, black fried eggs is the only way to have eggs. What was your point? Black pudding. Black pudding. Now, the reason you can't get it in Nebraska, more specifically Omaha, is because I don't think there's anything in Nebraska, is there? Do you have shops there? I think I think we played a map quest game once and got dumped in Nebraska and couldn't find anything. It's not. It was either Nebraska or Russia, and I believe they are identical. Yeah. Hang on, where's Nebraska? Is that is that Midwest? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, because I'm thinking of Alaska, because it rhymes with it, doesn't it? Yeah. Nebra- Nebraska's like Idaho, except without potatoes. It doesn't. It's, it's, it's that state that has, that has no remarkable features. <laughs> is that right? I, I, I honestly don't know America well enough, but I believe so. Well, there's, there's like 50 to pick from. 50 states. 51? 51? Well... Is Puerto Rico a state now? Hawaii? I think it's the state now. No, that's one of the 50. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Hawaii and Alaska are the freak states. <laughs> <laughs> they're still technically states, but they're very far away from everything else. I mean, like you have to go through Canada to get to Alaska. Yeah, which is odd. Which is odd, but you know. I mean, it's fine. However, however you want to do it. I don't think there's anything in Nebraska whatsoever. I think if you meet any people there, it's just a hallucination brought on by boredom. Which means that you're perfect liberty to go and cut a cow, pig, pig, get some of that delicious, delicious blood, and yeah, make your mix own. It, mix it up in a nice bucket and fry it, and put it in a sausage. Yeah. Um, cure that ish, and then fry it up in some in some delicious slices. How do you stand on white pudding? Um, I've not had it in years. I liked it when I had it. I, I used to get it when we got chips up in Scotland. You used to get um white pudding, fish and chips. What is white pudding? Uh, it's black pudding when they pudding. That seems like a waste. No, honestly, it's really nice, and it's quite it's quite popular in Irish fry ups as well, I believe. Yeah. Uh, sorry, in Ulster fry, I believe is the phrase. Mm. Um, I. It's nice. It's not. It's nowhere near as rich, but um, it's 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 a bit like having a fried savoury porridge, which is no bad thing. That's very true. Um, and like I think if you have it with um, if you have it as, as part of a breakfast, it's it's lending a much needed. Um, Softness, maybe slightly herbal background note. Yeah. To the affair, because um, black pudding is so upfront, you can't really have too much of it. Well, you know what I mean. Um, you can't you can't engage with that as fully as you'd like to. Perhaps. Yes. It must be tempered. You can't just sit there and eat black pudding. No, not at all. No, you get like, you get one, maybe two discs. You get like you'd get you definitely get like mouth clag. Oh yeah, it's a sticky, it's a sticky food. It's a sticky, fatty, bloody food. It's a scab. It's a scab that you eat for breakfast. I think the other reason that you can't get um, bl- uh, black pudding in, in Nebraska is because it's a scab that you eat for breakfast and it's very hard to market to Americans. Yes. Maybe Guy think... Fieri could do it. Oh, that man could do anything. Guy's breakfast scabs. <laughs> Guy's slamming scabs. Yes. <laughs> yes. We've uh, got sweet like chili flavor, ranch flavor, and double cheese. Oh, 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it turned my fucking stomach. Imagining Guy cutting into a slice of black pudding and there's like more mozzarella and you could physically fit in there and oozes out. Oh, that's the okay. good stuff, he says. Pushes it in his okay. mouth. Uh, look, you tell me you wouldn't fucking eat it. Of course I'd eat it. <laughs> what do you take me for? <laughs> now, Not a coward, Howard. Before we end this lecture, I'd like to ask you a question. Okay. What's your favourite thing to drink? Are we talking alcohol? Are we talking frequency? Are we? I don't mind. No, no. I mean, someone sits you down. Like right now, a, a genie arrives. And it's a genie of beverages. And the genie said, a bit niche, but hey-ho. Um, and the genie says, you can have a glass or mug or pint or pot of whatever, whatever you want now. What would it be? Oh, I, Bear I would... in mind, it is ten to two on a Saturday. Oh, okay. It's it's now. Yeah. In which case, I'll have some coffee. Just just some coffee. Just some coffee. That's what you're using up your wish on. No, well, I mean, you said what? All right. Okay. Then 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 it's 6 All right, then p.m. Then. Solid gold. It's, it's not a drink. Well, it's I try PM. and drink it, fail, and then sell it. It's oh, silly old me. Um. Okay. So then. So then. Then how about rather because I, I too I'm going to get some coffee after we do this as well, but that's not the answer I wanted. Okay. I mean, so, like, what what's your favourite drink? What's 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 your favourite thing? Like, if if you can pick something. Oh, essentially, you, you, the reason I said coffee is because you said to bear in mind it's ten to two on a Sunday. Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. So, it's so I so, so, oh, whatever. So I just knocked off all the alcohols. Right. Okay. Cool. So, but if it was have... alcohol, yeah, either white wine or Lafroig. Oh, I do like a bit of Lafroig. Hmm. Also, I love white wine. Do you? I really, really like white wine. I fucking adore a Sauv Blanc. It's just, they're so good. I really, I really like the sharpness of a Sauvignon Blanc. Like, I really like Pinot Grigio. Yeah. And it, it, it has quite the reputation. Pinot Grigio. Yeah. It's better than Chardonnay, mate. Yeah, fair. But Anything it tastes but Chardonnay, that's so the rule, right? good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love it. I'm a huge fan. I drink red wine because I'm a goth, but I really wish that I didn't have to. Uh, red, red, uh, unfortunately, red wine does give me headaches. Oh, does it? Yeah. Red wine and ale. Yeah, so I used to drink a lot of ale. Can't anymore. Yeah. Well, Getting well. old. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Christopher, for thank taking you. part in this lecture. Um, thank you, uh, too, to our patrons who, uh, who asked us uh, these wonderful questions. Um, we will have another one next month. Uh, if you have any ideas for a topic, please do write in. Um, I, my meth has not kicked in. No. My day nurse has done nothing throughout this episode. I believe it's just a placebo. Um, I'm going to go down and die in a hole. Berry or snotty nonsense. I'm going to crawl into the fetid hole that has become my bedroom and fend off my cat's attentions for <laughs> The ardours of the kitty. Listener, I adore you. I would ask you to come and snuggle in my bed with me, but you wouldn't like it there. Ugh, no. Disgusting. I've got a week's worth of clothes and several Dungeons and Dragons books just around the bed. And you got to tidy. No. Mm-hmm. I'm too ill to tidy. I'm hoping I can get away with it. <laughs> I don't think you can. <laughs> I can't, can I? I have to... <laughs> Listener, I, I adore you. Chris also adores you. I and do. We, yes. Oh God, you're just wonderful. I just want just the best. Just want to just want to give you a little kiss on your nose. You Aww. look fantastic. 
and buy you a hat. Oh. I have been Grant Harwich. This fellow here is Christopher Taylor. Hello. We are the heartiest of dice. No, it's goodbye now. Oh. We are the heartiest of available dice friends. And we will see you next month. Good evening. Goodbye. <laughs>